0: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach, Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings Primal Alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, Making primal living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The primalista license is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. Welcome to the podcast. Before I launch into the interview with Leanne Anders, the fantastic primal mum, who I'm so wrapped to have on the show because. I'm a little bit of a fan of hers, to be honest. Um, I just wanted to let you know that I have got my 21-day challenge starting really soon on Monday, August the 7th, um, 2017. Depends on which year you're listening to this podcast in. But I'd love you um, to get on board and, and join us in the 21-day challenge. So Leanne and I are both primal health coaches trained by Mark Sisson under his Fabulous um, Primal Health Coach course, which you can do too. Uh, it's totally doable, an online course. And I was recently featured as Primal Health Coach of the Week by Mark Sisson. I was asked to, um, to write a story about my, you know, how I reclaimed my health and how I was compelled to help other women do the same and qualified, you know, to get that credibility and obviously the coaching skills. Because there's one thing just like going blah, blah, blah about Primal, but actually, you know, making it unique to what people need is a totally different story. So I've created my 21-day challenge, um, which delivers daily motivation and inspiration around food, movement, lifestyle, and mindset. Now, generally when people um, plunge into the paleo way, it's generally focused on food, maybe food and movement, but there's not a lot generally, I being general, general courses, around mindset and lifestyle and really if you want to develop um sustainable uh change and you want to do something that's this you know it's not just let's do this for 21 days then go back to eating um, a standard australian diet it's really let's get some awesome new habits in place so that after 21 days you're just like freewheeling in this new amazing life that helps you build resilience helps you make, make you feel like wow what else is possible because really that could be your default mood as opposed to feeling overwhelmed and tired and just sort of spiritually void and disconnected, which is very common. And if you feel like that, you know, I just want to reach out to you and say, congratulations, you're normal and you're not alone. Um, so the 21-day challenges are magic. Uh, people have amazing transformations in the 21 days. And, you know, I could put that down to me being a freaking awesome coach. But the reality is it's the group. The, something, there's like this alchemy that happens in a group challenge. Um, so this, is, this will be our fourth round of 21-day challenges. Um, the last challenge, we had 90 amazing women join, which was just outstanding. But generally, it's around 40 to 50 women um, in a Facebook group. So the, the, the challenge gets delivered in a, in a video in the Facebook group. And it's a very short video. It just outlines what we're doing um, for that day. So it'll be like a little workout. It'll be give you a list of things that um, you could choose to eat from. There's no menu plans or shopping list or any of that. It's really about you know developing your own skills in terms of um, creating a menu plan that's basically coming from plants and animals, plants and animals, plants and animals. Um, and then there'll be little things around you know like sleep habits and um you know taking time to connect in the real world um and you know little things like around joy and bliss and play and fun and seriously oh it's just great and when you see other women doing it too it just gives you that real um burst of inspiration to go on and do it yourself as opposed to just um trying to do make some changes on your own so it's, it sounds fantastic. It is fantastic. I absolutely stand behind it. I'm amazed every time by the results that we see. So it's a really good, even if you're like a complete primal diehard like me, I still love these seasonal resets because it just gives you a chance to tune in and think, well, how am I feeling? Um, what needs a little bit of tweaking? Um, what could I improve? Have I let the chocolate creep up a little bit? Am I drinking too much wine? Then really I would like to. Those sorts of things. And then you can kind of re, reset yourself and, you know, just take that time to focus on you. Um, and, then, you know, as I say, it happens with the seasons. And each season you will find different things that you need to um, focus on. So I recommend that everyone does a 21-day challenge every quarter just to kind of give you that momentum um, and just that little, you know, increase in momentum is what I'm wanting to say. So um, it's a totally doable $40, 40 Australian dollars, um, and you can sign up on PayPal. So if you head to primalalternative.com and look under health coaching, you'll see the 21-day challenge in there, and there's a link to sign in there. It's really important that you do sign up there and not just um, go to the Facebook group because I will be sending you emails. Uh, some of the course is delivered via email. So with regards to things like the primal key concepts, cheat sheets to keep you going after the challenge, all of that. Um, Also during the 21-day challenge, sorry, this is going on for longer than I thought because I'm excited. Um, After the 21-day challenge, I'm starting my first live round of my six-week program, which is called Set for Life, and I am flipping excited about that. So 21-day challenges, you'll hear all about the Set for Life program. I'll be doing a little webinar about it uh, in week two of the 21 day challenge. Um, you don't have to do the 21 day challenge to join Set for Life. Um, but yeah, you'll be finding out more about it then. And no doubt I'll be hitting you over the head with um, information about <laughs> Set for Life as it comes nearer. So the live round for that starts September the 4th. The 21 day challenge starts August the 7th. And I would love you to be there. 21 day challenge is also fully epic for people um, like loved ones of yours that you've tried, you've tried to say to them, like, come on, this is the way to go. This is look how good I'm feeling. And they're like, totally resistant. Having a complete stranger, a qualified expert guide them through can, um, can really, uh, be more helpful. It's like when you learn to drive, you don't want to learn to drive from your dad, right? You want to go and see a professional teacher. Otherwise you'll just end up squabbling with your dad in the car. You know what I'm saying. So be sure to please tell your friends I've wanted to make this challenge as doable uh, price-wise and access-wise for for as many women as possible. And I would love you to help me spread this message so that we can help other women get their health back and live their best life. Hope to see you there in the 21-Day Challenge. And now let's have a chat to Leanne. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I have with me primal mum, Leanne Anders. Leanne is a mum to three kids, and two of them have a genetic metabolic condition called PKU, which was the beginning of Leanne's interest in the nutrition world. The primal lifestyle and the primal blueprint really resonated with Leanne, so she became a qualified primal health coach. She's now about to finish the functional nutrition course and launch a health coaching business. Leanne has a passion for fitness, is a keen boot camper, trail runner, hiker, and has recently finished her first sparkling trifecta. Leanne has an invested interest in mindset, resilience, intentional living, and overcoming obstacles that life sometimes throws our way. She loves small town country living, just like me, with her family and exploring ways to nurture who we are and what well-being really means to us, and exploring different ways to support our values as we grow, evolve, and adapt to our surroundings and circumstances. Welcome to the show, Leanne.
1: Thank you so much, Helen, for having me. That was such a brilliant introduction, too.
0: (laughs) You couldn't have written it better yourself, could you, really? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's right. <laughs> love it now I'm super excited to have you on the show Liam, because um you're a primal health coach like me and I've seen you, you you're like leaps and bounds ahead of me in terms of your primal career and what you're doing so I've it's a real honor for me to have you on the show because I've been watching you you know um you know listening to you on podcasts and and following you on Facebook and Instagram and that kind of thing for a while now so yeah Thanks for being oh, here. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, I I love the whole primal
1: lifestyle. Like the, the, the whole thing resonates with me, and and it did from the moment that I came across Mark and and the Primal Blueprint. It
0: just everything just made sense. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's like it's not like you're learning something new. It's like you're get, getting back to something that you already know. Yeah, it is. It's and when you start to think about it, it's common sense, really.
1: That this is what works. This is how we've evolved. Our natural adaptation
0: to to live life. Absolutely. So I know that you haven't always been primal, Leanne. So tell us a little bit about your life pre-primal and how you yeah how you how you found primal and 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 you know transformed your health and the health of your family. Yeah, sure. So.
1: Look, people probably may have heard me talk about my kids having, and like you said earlier, Helen, a genetic metabolic disorder, PKU. But before that, I thought I was healthy. I tried to exercise and stay fit when I could. Uh, what I thought I was eating was healthy, which was you know your standard Australian diet or your, as we all know it, the sad diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when my twins were born, so actually before going back, before having the twins. Dean and my husband and I tried to have kids after we got married and we tried for a good 18 months, nearly two years, and we had fertility treatment to to have the children because I had always had um, just really irregular cycles. And while I thought I was healthy, clearly I wasn't that healthy on a cellular level and within my body. And we had fertility treatment. I had the twins we discovered that one of the twins had PKU. So for me, that was a really big wow kind of moment, realising that one of my babies now has a genetic metabolic disorder that I'm going to have to manage through diet. So this is going to change everything that I previously knew about food. And during that time, so I continued to breastfeed till the boys were 14 months. And then after that, I pretty much fell pregnant with my daughter, Violet. And throughout the pregnancies, I'd had really bad acne as well. And I'd never really had acne before, but that really escalated with the second pregnancy. And then after having Violet, uh, the boys had started solid food and the way that... I suppose in the PKU world, everything, it's all very synthetic, but it's all the formulas and the foods, especially the formulas are designed to give these children uh, the building blocks they need, but without the phenylalanine. So what happens with PKU is they can't metabolise an essential amino acid, phenylalanine, into tyrosine, which tyrosine you need that's an aromic amino acid that you need for so many different metabolic functions in your body and you can't get it from anywhere else. It has to be converted from phenylalanine. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't actually convert that phenylalanine on his own. So for him, he couldn't have protein or high Mm -hmm. levels of protein. And when he first started having foods, we were looking at roughly, I suppose, about nine grams of, of protein. And then as he grew, his body could use more protein that, that number slowly went up. But I was having to, so that's that's no animal products. That's no um, no nuts, seeds, all those sort of things that you would normally give babies, especially avocados and bananas mm-hmm. and and sweet potato. He couldn't actually have those foods to begin with. So he was a low-protein vegan for a while and I was kind of like, this doesn't sit well with me especially when you started to look at formulas and they were recommending as if it had more protein. So give him cheese, give him pasta, give him bread, fill him up with those foods. And I was, I don't know, for me, um, it just, you know how something inside kind of goes, there's got to be another way. And I'd started looking at foods differently and I kind of went, there's, what if I took a lot of those foods out because they weren't really that filling anyway and started giving him some nuts and seeds, a little bit of meat. And we regularly test fortnightly a blood test to test the amount of phenylaniline to tyrosine, same with violet. So I started to look at that and then I started to think about my own health because at this stage I was, I just finished breastfeeding my daughter. My skin was still bad. I'd been to the doctor's. And so they recommended that I went back on the pill, that I did a six-month round of antibiotics to clear up my skin. And after that time, I went on Roaccutane for six months and my skin cleared up, yay, but I had a whole (laughs) heap, of a cascade of other things start to happen. And then a few years ago, I got to the stage where I had started changing the way the kids were eating and they were eating a lot more plant-based foods, but also some animal products, nuts, seeds. I'd taken out a lot of the heavy base carbohydrates in the way of your glutinous grains. So a lot of breads, a lot of pastas They were still having rice and things like that. But with my own diet, I've gone right over My skin's cleared up now. I'd started running again. I'd started going to the gym again. And I, without knowing, fell into a pattern of chronic cardio. So I was going to the gym four times a week. I was running whenever I could. And I'd come across an eating plan. That was a very high-protein one and promoted the use of supplements. And some of these supplements were caffeine-based supplements. So you've probably seen all the weight loss out there or performance stuff that's got a lot of caffeine in it. Um, in some of the fitness-promoting world out there, especially some of the young Australian women that are out there building a fitness business are promoting high protein like a
0: lot of protein and and you know it's it's not just um you know it's not just some of the protein in diet in the way of food that's that's quite shocking that they're you know 100 net supplements with caffeine in but when i um was trying to lose weight for my wedding i went to see a, a normal um dietitian, uh you know who was giving me the the Australian um, government guidelines on what to eat, so your usual sad diet. And towards the end, when I was looking for a bit of a kick to lose that couple of extra kilos, she suggested um, caffeine. Yeah, have, you know, a Pepsi Max with your lunch and have a couple of coffees in the morning to boost your metabolism. Yeah, yeah. Awesome advice. That's right.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, the one that I was doing were... um you know, one of the supplements were caffeine tablets, like performance caffeine tablets. Wow. And not knowing any better, and this is why it's so important to be critical thinkers and do your own research for everything. Just, that's, you know, the, the number one thing that I've really learned now is something doesn't feel right, you need to look into it more or just don't trust anything you hear. You really need to do your own research on these things and understand what these things are and why, and know why you're taking them because there's always a better way and there's no magic bullet. There never is. That thing is going to be most likely going to set you back in the long run than what it will giving you, you know, those instant results that you're looking for. So I was doing all these and, yeah, I was probably the leanest I've ever been. Mm -hmm. but i was also incredibly unhealthy that whole thing where just because you're fit it does not mean you are healthy and i i'd had um i was at the start of gut dysbiosis so i wasn't even really absorbing a lot of the nutrients i was eating anymore even though i thought i was eating great so i wasn't i wasn't able to to hold weight so i was getting quite lean And I was at the start of having perioral dermatitis on my face, which is a clear indication that my body is just not coping with the toxic load. And um, I wasn't sleeping that well. Mind you, the kids' diet was great, so everyone else was eating really well. But I myself thought this is what I had to do to achieve those fitness goals. And I was tired,
0: it got to the stage. So hang on a minute. Yeah. So just was I was just wondering. So you changed. So you, your your intuition told you that the um the low protein vegan diet that the kids were having wasn't you know didn't sound yeah. right. So they'd gone to a more primal way of eating, but you decided that wasn't right for you, and you were going to do the high protein with supplements diet. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I'd come across this
1: site where everyone was having amazing results, mm. and um everyone was training hard, and You know, I was at the stage where I kind of wanted to drop those last few kilos after having Violet that I'd hung on to. And I thought, yeah, that's the way to go. And without kind of realising that the kids had actually gone more natural as well. And then when I started to have all these things happen, I started to look a bit further. Like I'd had a few other things happen. Um, You know, I had family staying with me and then they had left um, my mum was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition, lupus. Mm. And so that kind of started getting me thinking as well. And then along with the kids and then all the symptoms I was having from the diet, it's just gotta be something easier. So there's just gotta be something that aren't there. And then um I'd come across and I can't even remember where it was, but I'd come across Mark Sisson somewhere, and I was kind of like, wow, this dude's pretty awesome. And I started to listen to a lot more and then I started to read a bit more and then I came across Pete Evans and then Cindy O'Meara and then it was a cascade of finding all these amazing people and then I was kind of like this is something that we could all do that's the same and it's really started to make sense and then I started to have a bit of chiropractic treatment and all of a sudden things started to shift. And I realized that the diet and the fitness plan that I was currently doing was really bad for my body. And I was told, if you don't do something now about the state of your digestive health, Mm -hmm. you are going to be in in the midst of a fully blown autoimmune disease in 10 years time. And Mm -hmm. I kind of went, whoa <laughs> so yeah then I just really had to reevaluate everything for my own health and really look at a lot deeper when it came to the kids health as well and the differences you know bridging those differences between the way that we were all eating
0: so how you went when you changed the diet for the kids did you um was that just like an intuitive thing like thinking actually you know um the dairy and, and the breads and that kind of thing aren't really filling the kids up, so I think I'm I'm just going to naturally go for more proteins and good fats and, and nuts and seeds. Or had you already like?
1: Yeah, it was a little bit off, sort of what I was was doing as well, where it was sort of cutting out a lot of a lot of the breads, and yeah. I thought well, if because of the amount of protein, say for instance um two slices of helper's bread and a slice of plastic cheese which mm-hmm. is the, the the nasty plastic stuff in the wrappers mm-hmm. uh which that rinse a protein and i kind of went oh hang on a minute. so if i could drop the formula that he was currently having and and t- to get his amino acids if i could sort of decrease those sort of foods if i could slightly decrease the formula because being elemental and quite heavy i mean it formulas can be hard on their kidneys as well because it's it's like a supplement. It's got to go through a detoxification system as well because of all the other things that are in there. And I thought, okay, so if I could slowly start to convert these things, maybe he can get some more natural proteins from foods. And when we started when I started to play around with that, I wasn't noticing any difference in his blood test. So I was able to start supplementing more natural proteins i was being able to bring those into his diet and drop a few other things out that i felt weren't really filling him up and weren't beneficial and if i added more fat and took away some of the other plastic foods like the you know the the protein-free cookies and the protein-free biscuits and mm. and things like that because they teach you, and this was early on as well, they taught you to look at the protein content or the fee content of a food and not necessarily anything else on the nutritional table. So everything you were looking at in the ingredients list, you were looking for protein specifically. If it had low protein, yay. So, you know, a, a lot of those foods came in the form of a packet so you could see the content.
0: Absolutely. So started... yeah, otherwise, how would you know? And did did um yeah did the kids like the changes that you that you brought, or were they hankering after their Helga's plastic cheese sandwich? Um, they kind of hard <laughs> to start off with. Luke actually liked
1: his cheese, mm. <laughs> so <laughs> to change that, um, you know, and it was the I don't even know if you could really even call it cheese. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. But they just what was on their plate. So they didn't really kick up a, a fuss. So it sort of became the new normal for them anyway. I mean, they they would ask for the, you know, the little um, fruit bars or things like that. And it's like, you know what, we're not kind of having those. Have a carrot. But I'm lucky that they've always really enjoyed their vegetables because early on but that was the biggest part of their diet anyway was vegetables. So... I'm lucky that, you know, I haven't had to, I've never had to hide vegetables in sauces or things like that. Like I've always been able to give them blanched vegetables and they appreciate, you know, the texture and the flavour of those. So I've been, and and really, I mean, you could say, yeah, I've been lucky, but at the same time, that's what I've done. So that's what they know. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah I just started to, yeah, to do that a lot more and cut out other foods and, and add more fats in their diet and, you know, I'd, I'd make them smoothies or drinks and put avocados in it. So it's I've really started to notice the difference in these last couple of years where they're starting to take more responsibility themselves for their food and the choices that they're making are great, but I, I still believe you need to let kids Make their own choices. So, in order to do that, you need to educate them on why we eat the way we do, why we move the way we do, and and why we invest in our our, our mental health as as well. And when you start to educate and teach them and lead by example, naturally, the kids just follow. They monkey see, monkey do. Mm-hmm. So it's it's you know, it all comes down to the changes that we make. Because then, when I really started to to take responsibility for my health as well. They, yeah, they they do that, and I never wanted them to associate fear with food because, especially with having PKU, it was so and intuitive eating and listening because I don't want them to turn fourteen and then start to binge eat, and all of a sudden they're eating foods that can affect their them on a neurological level as well.
0: Absolutely, there's a lot, a lot to um, a lot to learn. So back to your um, back to your personal story Leanne. So you did your high protein caffeine supplementing uh, regime yeah. for for how long? Did you do that for?
1: Uh, I reckon I was doing that for probably a solid six months, and then the the adrenal fatigue started to set in as well. So I was having um, gut dysbiosis. So I wasn't digesting food, which meant I had a lot of Digestive distress. I had sort of, uh, I was getting the perioral dermatitis. I was tired all the time. It was, things became more of an effort. And yeah, I was just at a stage where also, too, I'd had a few other things happen in my life. So my mental health wasn't up to scratch as well. And I was just, I was on the edge. I was starting to fall apart at the seams. So that was it. Was critical for me to really be able to take responsibility for where I was in my life and and do something, and that's the stage where I actually started to listen to podcasts. And I found the Wellness Couch. I went to my first uh, Wellness Breakthrough. Um, you know, I found Marcus Pierce, and I, I started into a bit of a mentorship there. And I really started to break down what I wanted my life to look like because I kind of felt like I was chasing something but I wasn't sure what it was. And then when I started to to read more about the primal blueprint and listen to podcasts and then I bought the book and I kinda went so when I started to read everything, for me it was common sense. To me it kind of went, all these things make sense. If I start to apply all of these into all our lives, let's let's just see where it goes and and for the rest of it, it was, you know, I'd done the wellness breakthrough and I was, I was starting to, to talk more to people like Marcus. I was talking to Cindy, uh, Brett Hill. So for me, that was a really big entry point into this lifestyle and, and where I am now. So I started to, to get a grip a bit more on my own health and I started to look at the way that I was moving before as well. So the constant running, then there was no intent into any of the training I was doing. So one massive thing that I've learned is every time you step out the door to go and train, have an intention. So if you're going to the gym, do a weight session or a heavy lifting session. If you're going out for a run, don't just go and smash 7K every time you head out the door, you know, train long and slow for your endurance and to build that endurance baseline or go into a sprint session. You know, it's, it's little things like that that really started to make a massive difference into to healing my adrenal fatigue as well because everything I was doing was overdone. And I started to, you know, I dropped every supplement I was taking and I started to take some fish oil. And I was, I was really mindful of what I started to put in in my body. So I started eating primally and sleeping better instead of staying up watching TV to 11 o'clock at night and then trying to get up when the kids got up early was, was just ridiculous. So I started to sleep more as well. Um, you know, I started to use my brain. So I enrolled in the Primal Blueprint. and I I can you know even everything intentionally so I know why I'm doing it and I connect with that why which is really important for the success of anything and you know to to be able to do anything that you're doing if you connect with that why it's going to be successful and you can always fall back on that when you do start to to sleep
0: I totally agree and I I really think it's you know when you when you step back when you stood back there and you decided you know how you wanted your life to look and and now you're really good with your intentions I'm, I, I think that really can make all the difference but how do you do it like how did you decide um, was there, have you got any like techniques or, or methods you can share with us as to how you worked out what you wanted from your life and and how to set an in- intention um, you know every day or for every single workout what what would you suggest there
1: um I think we, we have an idea when you sit your daydream and you kind of go, oh, this would be so much easier if this, or this would be so much easier if that. I think you need to look for uh, mentors. And when I say mentors, I mean, you don't have to necessarily know the person, but if it's someone that you're listening to in a, in a podcast or someone that has... Let's put it simply, someone you respect and someone you admire in life. I think we all have those people in our lives that we look at and we go, we respect them, we admire them, we would love to to learn more from them. And I think it's surrounding yourself with those people that you would like to learn more from is is really crucial because that's where you're going to learn the things you need to learn to be able to make changes in your life. I think reaching out to, to anyone on social media that you're following as well. There's a lot of people out there that um, you you could be listening to or following or watching and kind of go, wow, I wonder how they did that. Because we all don't arrive at a destination. There Sometimes there is no destination. Like I started to do with the kids, it was little changes. And then with my own health, it started to be little changes. And then I started to listen to podcasts and then I... I, I went to the Breakthrough, the Wellness Breakthrough, and what, I started. What is that, Leanne?
0: I'm just really intrigued as to what the, what is the, the Wellness Breakthrough
1: The Wellness Breakthrough is a, uh, a two night, three day event held by the Wellness guys on the Wellness Couch. And when the first year that I went to, uh, Karen Smith was there, Cindy O'Meara, and Kim Morrison. This year it was held by Dr. Brett Hill. Um, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Marcus Pierce and Dr. Damien Christoph. So for those of you who are familiar with the wellness couch, you'll know they're the wellness guides and, and Marcus Pierce there as well. So it was at the Dandinongs for, for two two nights, yeah, two nights and three days. And there was forty of us. And it was an event that they held or a retreat to really break Down where you are at the moment and where you want to go, and to have those people in your life with the skills to help you achieve what you want to, whether it's in business, uh, mental health, physical health, just anyone looking. Because you know when you get that feeling like I I need to change something, but I I don't know what I need to change, or I, I want to achieve this, but I'm not sure of the steps involved. And what it really is was this was just a Let's just throw you in. Let's just break everything down and really get to the nuts and bolts of what's going on and what you need to improve and where you need to go from here. You can do these things on your own, but it's 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 a longer process. But this just gives you
0: a breakthrough experience, so and whatever that, it is that you're looking
1: for in your life.
0: And that group um, energy really acts as a catalyst, doesn't it, to that sort of um, self-development? to have those breakthroughs?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's coming back to um, surround yourself with people you respect and admire and also like-minded people. So um, this is something that I learnt as well and this is something that I learnt from Dr Lawrence Tam is the 3-3 the three, three rule. So you surround yourself with people who are mentors that you can learn from. Thirty, I think it's 33% of the time surround yourself with people who are like-minded, mm-hmm. who share the same you know, philosophies are are, are at where you're at at that time and surround yourself with people who you mentor and who can learn from you. So you're giving back. You're surrounding yourself with people that are just like you, you're learning and then you're giving back. So it's kind of a a really good cycle and and philosophy that I've really been able to take on board as well and be able to make changes slowly. So for some people they can jump all in Mm
0: -hmm. and it's...
1: It's, you know, let's go. And for other people, it's really as just as much a mindset thing as it is a physical thing to make changes because it's the habits and the rituals we create around our lifestyle. So when you're making changes, you're actually changing a ritual or a habit. And, and these things need to be done slowly as well because if you do rush in and try and change everything all at once, you can become very overwhelmed and get stuck. And we've all been in those places. I've been in those places. I still get to the stage sometimes where I I get stuck and I kind of go, what do I need right now? What is going to move me through this? What's something I can do right now that's going to benefit where I'm going, even if it's one tiny step? So what can I do right now in my life, in this moment of feeling so overwhelmed, that is going to benefit where I want to go or it's going to be beneficial. What can I do right now that's going to add value in breaking a habit as well? Because sometimes when we can take habits, it's, it's a habit and it's not adding, it's not actually adding value to our life. So if you're about to do something and you know it's a habit, oh, no, I'm, just, I'm tired, this morning. I'm just going have a coffee. Sometimes it's just a matter of stopping and saying to yourself, is this coffee going to add value to my life? Yes, it is great. Haven't it? But <laughs> if it's not, kind of go, <laughs> you know, is there something else I can do right now that's going to move me towards where I want to go? Yeah,
0: I love it. That's really good. Now, are, are you, yeah, I know you talked about some people are like all or nothing and some people are more like slow and steady. When you made your um, primal changes, Leanne, did you go like all out or have you found that it's been more of like a gradual um, trend? transformation from you know one one way of living to the other
1: um i'm a little bit i can be a little bit of a feast or famine kind of person so (laughs) i actually did once i made that decision i jumped in yeah i yeah i went primal first then i went paleo i've just done a gut healing protocol so as a health coach i think um you know if you're recommending any of these other things so because i had quite serious gut dysbiosis as well through that elimination process I was able to to heal I was able to heal my adrenal fatigue I was able to to heal my digestive distress so if there is underlying issues maybe starting with one eating protocol oh, it's not even really a protocol i mean this is a lifestyle isn't it this is the way we should be living and eating anyway yeah but i think if there are still issues after a period of time then you may need to go further and eliminate even more Mm -hmm. um i don't tolerate dairy so while i'm still primal and forms of dairy um dairy luke doesn't the majority of the time and violet doesn't whereas mason can have a bit of dairy and it's it's doesn't seem to upset him, or same with, with my husband. But um, yeah, I think I'm I'm an all in kind of person, and that's why um, when I did start that previous high protein, chronic cardio kind of eating plan, I went fully that way, yeah. and that's what caused a lot of the distress. So, and that's that's where having an attempt with 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 training and being mindful about training especially with a condition like adrenal fatigue as well um is really beneficial so instead of just going all out with everything i kind of went right over with with training how is this going to work so i'm not having to go out there and pound the pavement four days a week thinking that i'm going to lose weight so it's 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 living consciously and it's living with intent and it's living in a way that brings these habits into your life that create value so when I do something, some things, if it's going to add value, yes, i go all in and I, and I make that commitment. If I'm not sure, then I will change things slowly and see how that feels. And if it feels good, yeah, keep going. If it doesn't feel right, then
0: change it. Sounds perfect. So all of your family are, are now primal and you're, and you're paleo. Can you um, talk us through what an, an average day would look like in terms of what you guys would eat?
1: Yeah, sure. So this morning, for instance, we got up and the boys had um, eggs on toast. So I make bread or sometimes they'll have the organic Corazan bread, which has only got four ingredients that I get from the organic shop. So they had eggs. Um, My daughter had granola this morning. Cool. And what do you guys normally do for lunches and dinner? And
0: I think I just got there. Yeah. Do you want to go again with um, lunches and dinner? I think we missed that.
1: Oh, (laughs) yes. That's okay. So lunches, the days that I'm home, the kids like to have a smoothie for lunch. And because the school is so close, it's it's on the other side, pretty much at our back gate. There's an oval and then there's their school. So I'll take them a smoothie for lunch. Mason likes bacon, and egg wraps. Um, sometimes I'll have sushi. And sometimes I like the humble sandwich. Like I said, with, I'll either make bread or the Korazan sourdough bread. Oh, they will sometimes have a sandwich. Um, for dinner, it's a lot of the time it's meat and three veg. Or in summer, we have salad. I have a big vegetable garden, so we eat as much as we can out of the garden. And it's, you know, meat and veggies or meat and salad is is pretty easy to do. They still have things like white potatoes, rice, whereas I don't. Um, I'll have um, sometimes sweet potato, but I don't eat as often as as they do either. Some days I will have a really big brunch, so I won't eat till 11 o'clock and I'll have you know, the majority of my plate, so seventy percent of my plate, will be will be vegetables. So whether that be um, some beetroot, spinach, kale, zucchini, of uh, onion, tomatoes, just whatever I've got, chop it up, put it in the pan, cook that up, and then have some form of you know another you know, small piece of protein and some some healthy fats, whether that be avocado or olive oil or whatever I, I choose to make that up. I, I cook in either, um, you know, you can use ghee, coconut oil. Uh, I've gone back to poach. So it's, it's really a lot of the bulk of our, our diet is, is vegetables. I don't eat a whole lot of fruit. Um, I don't tolerate high amounts of fruit. So for me, the fruits that I will kind of go for will be more your tarty fruits, say your berries green apple, um, you know, the odd mandarin, but I don't have, I don't bulk up my smoothies, say, with lots of fruit. I don't eat a banana a day and then have bananas and smoothies and mangoes and um, those sort of foods, those sort of foods either. We snack on nuts and seeds, carrots, capsicum. So I make a really yummy, just an avocado smash and dip um, it just dip all your veggies in in that. So you know it's coconut cream. I like to make turmeric cottas Yeah. So there's there's a for for everyday kind of food. I mean, I don't tend to snack a whole lot, but there's just there's so much variety. There is so <laughs> much variety, and there's so much inspiration out there when you start to sort of even look at what people have on facebook and and instagram there's oh my god there is just so much inspiration for for eating enough you know
0: vegetables
1: excuse me and and your raw foods and making sure you're getting your fermented foods for good gut health too because that's become such an important thing in our household with 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 gut health and, and a nourishing gut diet as, as well, especially because the kids do take supplements and a synthetic BH4 for their PKU. Yeah. Looking after their gut health is very, very important because sometimes we, can, we can't always, like they can't change that they have PKU, mm-hmm. but they can control how their body expresses it. So that they understand. And that gives them, PKU genetic, that's not going to change everything about pku they you know they they can't do anything about that but they can control totally and it's the same with us you can control how any condition will express itself in your body and through primal living or paleo living there's paleo autoimmune protocols if if that's an issue there's gut healing protocols if if that's an issue but it Regardless of what you call it, it is all about eating foods that your body needs, which yeah. is real food. You know, it's food that's grown, it's food that's raised naturally. It's food. It's these are the foods that are so easy and accessible to get for, for anybody. And it comes to that, I suppose, um, something that I'm looking into at the moment is is a, a more intentional living. So living with less stuff and it's so easy to actually just buy food that you eat within a few days rather than having a pantry full of bottles and jars and containers and um, cardboard boxes and plastic bags so when you start to even think about it like that you're saving a lot of space you're feeding your body food that is beneficial for your health that helps you move well as well. I I I like to train. I love training. Um I recently did a 20k sky run and I fueled myself for that run where people are sucking down gels and you know the bowls of lollies at these aid stations mm. and bowls of chips blew my mind. I was like <laughs> what she elite marathon like sky marathon runners grab a handful of lollies
0: and run off eating lollies. And I'm thinking, Sugar wow. burners, yeah. So did you fuel totally. your 20Ks completely yeah. um, as a fat burner?
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally did. That's amazing. Well done. So inspiring. Well, it's, it's something that I came to. like. This is, I, I love being able to go out in the hills and, and go for a 20K run. I love to be able to train. So I train three days a week at the moment. I do two strength classes and say a sprint session, which is high intensity, where you're getting your heart rate up as high as you possibly can for small bursts. And I need to fuel myself while I'm out there because to be out running around these hills for up to four hours, you can't take a meal with you. So if you need fuel, um, yeah, so what I did was I had a bit of coconut water for my electrolytes. And I made my own gel with, um, there was a bit of nut butter, a bit of, um, a little bit of honey and coconut oil and some blueberries and water. And that's what I did, 20K on. So did you and
0: like that just was after. That, did you just put that like into a smear? saw like I'm a little gonna taste gonna or blend, something? In yeah. a blender, yeah.
1: Yeah, in a paste, in a paste, and just put it in um, a couple of the little glad bags and just put it in my pouch. Wow. And I'd come off a full night of fasting, so I hadn't eaten past um, 8 o'clock the previous night. And so I'd I'd fasted for 12 hours and then I (laughs) raced the first hour fasted and then I just had that for the next, you know, three, two and a half hours, I think, and then yeah, finish the race. And then I still didn't eat for a couple of hours after that. And was that just because you so weren't hungry? It's, you,
0: you, didn't, you weren't feeling hungry at all then, Leanne? Yeah, no, then... I just,
1: no, no, I didn't feel that. Um, hangry where you know, yeah. I, where I used to do a work thing. I say I'm going to eat. So you get home, and you open the cupboard, and you eat because I've got to eat right now. Mm-hmm. And just didn't feel that. I just kind of watched a few other people come in and chatted to everyone, and then I went home and I actually cooked a decent meal. So I sat down and, and I had plenty of greens. I had my eggs. Um, I I had a little bit of meat, um, avocado, and that I had a meal. So yeah, that's Perfect. that's how I feel myself now.
0: That is very, very inspirational. Now, you've talked you've talked to us about what you eat. You've talked to us about your training and how, and how that's changed. And you've also talked to us a lot about um, living intentionally. I just wondered yeah. if you could share with us any kind of like self-care tips that you've got in terms of how you put that into practice on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, sure. So what I'm doing at the moment is I'm actually... Uh, what you could call downsizing the contents of our house. Mm. So I'm um, cleaning out because I'm finding that instead of spending a lot of time, I'm a busy mom. I'm just about to launch my own business. So I'm, you know, and I love my training. So it's looking at the things that add value into your life. So every day I ask myself is this adding value to my life? It's become a really big thing at the moment. I suppose it's like gratitude. I'm I'm, compl- I'm so grateful for the life I have anyway, but it's looking at those things that you're doing and, and kind of pulling yourself up and saying, is this adding value? So if I'm folding three baskets of washing and I've got a full basket of washing in the laundry and I've got clothes full in the drawers and I'm going, where am I going to put all these clothes? I'm like, is this adding value to my life? We've got too many clothes. They need to go. So it's, Going through things like that to make your life easier, as mm. as well. Um, I'm, I'm studying at the moment. Is this adding value to my life? Hell yes! So it's about using your brain. So I challenge myself on on every level. That get the breakthroughs. That's where you build your resilience. That's when you learn about yourself. Is is to take on these challenges and use your brain and learn new skills. So I'm I'm doing that every day. I'm doing some form of movement every day. But like I said, doing it intentionally. So if you're going out to do a workout. What do you want to gain from it? What value do you want to get from it? So for me, um, my next training session will be a strength training t- session Friday morning. So that will be, it's, uh, you know, you, we do probably 20 minutes of warming up, stretching, a bit of stability work, a bit of movement work and conditioning, and then I never do probably more than half an hour of an all-out strength training session at a time. So I'll do that on Friday morning. Um, every day it's letting my family know I love them as well. Does that add value in my life? Yeah. So it's, it's really about adding value to your life. It's, sometimes we find ourselves scrolling through social media going, I don't have time to do this, I don't, I don't have time to do that. Um, I can't catch up with such and such today because I don't have time. Someone asked me to pick up something for them. I don't have time. And we're thinking all this while we're scrolling through Facebook, Instagram. Mm -hmm. You kind of go, how much time have I spent here? Is it adding value? Are you actually doing something intentionally? Are you catching up with someone on social media? Are you learning? Because it's a double-edged sword as well. Are you learning anything from, from what you're scrolling through? Are you connecting with people? Are you working on your business? Or you just stand there mind, mindlessly scrolling page after page after page. That's it. And, like, and how's
0: and how it making you feel? Like, you know, yes, you're right. Like social media can. Like, yeah. I think it's wonderful. It, it can give us all those um, things that you were talking about that you got from the wellness breakthrough. We can get inspired. We can, you know, connect with like-minded people. We can help inspire other people as well. But, you know, you've got to be really quite scrupul- um, scrupulous. And, what's that word? You've got to be. <laughs> You've got to be quite um, focused <laughs> on um, what you, the content that you're actually looking at. And if you're just looking at you know, stuff that's bringing you to a low vibe, that's making you feel you know, less than worthy, then no, that's not adding value, is it? So get off Facebook, go and have a coffee right. with your best friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's absolutely right. And looking after your, your mental health, so for everyone that's going to look, look a bit different, and and it does, I've, um, last year, probably, I think it was four months ago, I did the Spartan Trifecta, I had a really solid fall, and I fractured my spine, and that Ooh. really made me, rest. yeah, I fell from about three and a half metres straight onto my back, and wow. then continued to train about 33k with obstacles afterwards but not knowing the amount of damage. I just knew I was in a world of hurt. I was in so much pain, but I continued. And that really, for me, and, and it sometimes, and, and everyone, whether it be your health or an accident or, or the health of a failed health of a loved one, what sometimes becomes or is our biggest void in our life becomes our biggest value. And for me, I really had to stop and look at, my lifestyle and and reassess where I was going. Sometimes when your why no longer serves you, it does more harm holding on than letting go. And I was doing a lot of things at the time. I'd, I'd sort of become quite busy with, with my training for the Spartan Trifecta, uh, which I did as a fundraiser for a local at-risk youth organisation. Um, I was doing a lot of social media stuff around that time as well. And it was just a busy time of the year coming up to Christmas. So when I fractured my spine, it really pulled me adding value into my life. And where is my whole support network? Because that was what I referred my spine to is that's your support. That's your physical support. So for me, it was a bit of a metaphor for life. Where is your support right now? Um, what is adding value to your life? You need to, it's time now to reassess. So I I kind of did that. I started to do a bit more meditation work. Uh, I was doing Qigong as well because I still needed to move that energy around in my body. I started to focus more on my studies. That's when I really started to declutter my life as well and my surroundings. So within my home, I just started getting rid of more stuff, getting rid of stuff, getting rid of stuff. And, I, I took on, I like to take on a challenge. Like I said earlier, challenge is about an opportunity to grow and to learn and to move forward. So for me, taking on a physical uh, a challenge, I thought, okay, in my life I've had a lot of psychological or emotional challenges and I've always gotten through it. I wonder what it would be like to, to really push yourself and, and take on a physical challenge. And it came back to actually being just as much, Mental
0: as what it was physical.
1: And you so make, you make, it was a really game.
0: You you make it sound really easy. Like the things that you've achieved, you know, just did your twenty k run, and then you fractured your spine, and then you <laughs> carried on running, and, and then you you know you have smashed through, and got that oh. qualification. Now you're getting another qualification. Now you're gonna uh you know start a business. I mean, these are really a, a admirable go-getting fear you know, up leveling things that you do. Do you do you find it easy, Leanne, or do you have some special ways to manage, you know, when fear creeps in and says things like, Oh, you're not good enough to do that, you'd be able to manage it. Have you got any uh, those ways things to deal
1: still with that? creepy is is really knowing your self worth. So for me, my self worth is in knowing mm-hmm. who I am as a person and knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. So in your strengths, knowing what you have to bring to the table, what you have to offer, what you're naturally good at, those for me are my are my strengths. And my weaknesses, a really, really big thing is to be honest and to know what your weaknesses are and to be accountable for them because when you do, you're able to work on them and you're able to grow. And and asking for help, like, like I said earlier, there's so many people out there on social media who Um, you know, while we don't see the bad times and, and trust me, there've been bad times since, especially, um, fracturing my spine, there, there have been moments of pure frustration that I can't, I couldn't do the things that I was doing or where am I going now? Because like I said, I've, I've had to reassess what I was doing in my life. And if it was actually adding value and what, what was adding value beforehand, isn't necessarily adding value right now. So that's where your why changes and sometimes hanging onto that why can, can do more damage than kind of going, you know what, this is creating a little bit more stress in my life than what I need it to. My health comes first. Some things you need to let go and regardless of how much energy you've put into that thing, holding onto something can create more damage in our life and to our health than letting something go. So it's it's knowing that difference as well and, and reaching it. We all have mentors, we all have people that, that we listen to, we all have people that we learn from. And for me, a lot of those people have, have been on the wellness couch as well. It's been Mark Sisson, it's been really diving back into the primal blueprint and and living by those primal laws. It's been um, my trainer at Bright Boot Camp. He's a, you know, he's the star of the SBN show, Search for Her, and he knows his stuff. So really teaching me about intentional training and what that, in like my friends. Surrounding yourself with with people you're going to surround yourself with, people who are like-minded, and surround yourself with people that you can share tips with and that can learn from you as well. All these things have a really, really big part in, in moving forward and creating the life that you want to have. because regardless of where you are, and, and it, it may seem easy that I take on these big challenges, but a challenge isn't a challenge because it's easy. A challenge <laughs> is something because it pushes you outside of your comfort zone, and it does on every level. And and and, and it did for the, the 20K Skyrun as, as well. I got 100 metres into running down a really deep, steep descent and, and kind of freaked out a little bit about my back and kind of went, ah. I had that fear of I can't hurt myself right now. And so my whole body tensed. and then I got knee pain because my body reacted to that, that emotional mental state that I was in. And that's a natural adaptation where you, you have a thought or you, what you perceive as a threat as a threat to your well-being or physical well-being. And all of a sudden your body goes into fight or flight and it tenses. Mm-hmm. If you're getting ready, especially if you go into that flight mode, or you're you, you tense. So that's what happened. And it made the descent really, really difficult. And that became a big mind game for me as, as well. And so I think, you know, and then I then I spoke to a couple of people about it. And now it's come to a stage where, especially with my running, I just need to pair everything, strip everything back, and just work on technique, slow runs, technique, and build that confidence back up. So we all have those moments where, in anything in our life, where we go, "I don't know if I can do this." Trust me, you can. Chat to the people around you. Reach out to someone, and and sometimes that honesty creates clarity, and then with that clarity, you you have an open an open kind of space where you can create whatever you want to so sit down and write what you want your life to look like what do you want what's going to add value to you and your life and the family and the people around you because I'm pretty sure it's not sitting there having a cup of tea and having tim tams at night and then going to bed and feeling guilty and then make dragging yourself out of bed with a cup of coffee first thing in the morning and and going off to work to make money to go on a shopping spree for instant gratification, and and then realizing that you've got to go back to work to pay for the stuff you just bought to clutter your house, and
0: you know, it's a vicious it's, cycle, isn't so it? Cycle. It, it? It sounds like you're it, like it you're, you're describing me, like in, in my corporate when I was in my corporate world, that, that, <laughs> that's how my life looked. Yeah, you're like looking into a mirror. That's amazing. So like yes, obviously, yes. obviously you're you're passionate as and you know committed and you know anyone listening will be able to like feel infused, you know, with your energy and so tell us how can we work with you and, and tell us a bit about this new business that you mentioned.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm stepping into my coaching role and i'm just about to launch my coaching business so it's um it's called the natural approach health coach and i'm still building some programs so i'm I'm building some programs around transforming habits as well as the primal blueprint so that'll be a big part of yeah your 10 primal laws which you know a, a lot of listeners may or may know so it's Eat plants and animals, avoid poisonous things, move frequently at a slow pace, lift heavy things. Um, get adequate sleep, play, get adequate sunlight, avoid stupid mistakes and use your brain. So that'll be a big part of what the, the coaching is surrounded, but then it'll be broken down into components. So, you know, you, you eat well, move well, think well philosophy. So you're eating well, you're eating all your natural foods, like I said, plants and animals and avoiding poisonous things. So you're moving well. It's about training with intent, having an intention to what you're doing every day and, and also thinking well. So, so building resilience and, you know, avoid stupid mistakes. Well, that's, that's about risk management. So managing your risk and, and what you do take on using your brain. So whether that's take a course, whether that's, you know, learn some new skills, whether that's meditating, whatever works well for you. In, in maintaining that um, strong mental health is is really important as well. So it'll be broken down into components, and in that changing uh, changing habits to support the changes you're making in, regardless of what area it is. So yeah, I'm in the I'm in the stage of building
0: a few programs within that. And are they, is they will it going be to be on like online courses to take, Leanne, or are you, or will it yeah, yeah, be workshops or? Uh,
1: a, bit, a bit of both. So I'll okay. be doing um, some some programs that will be online mm-hmm. and also there will be personal coaching and I'll be doing a lot of one-on-one coaching around my area as as well. So that's all sort of going to launch around July. So I'm really excited about that. And then I'll be finishing, I've also in the last couple of modules of completing my functional nutrition course as well as well. So mm-hmm. I'll have a lot more nutrition based stuff to to back up all that the you know all the the primal eating as as well. So I'm really excited about that, but I'm still doing the primal mum thing about my lifestyle and, and like I said, I'm going through a stage of, of decluttering. So everything in my life now, there's big bold one word is is value. What is creating value? Love in it. your life, and if Love you're doing something that's not creating value, then what's the point? What steps taking to change that? Because it's about changing what you can, accepting what you can't. We always have choices. Everything's based around choices, so that, that's a, that's a big part of my own personal philosophy is choices. So you know, if if something isn't creating value, or well, you don't like something that's happening in your life you have the choice to change that and what steps are you taking to change it and that's where some people get stuck they want to change that but well what do I do about it
0: so yeah that's awesome so where can people find you Leon, if they want to connect and, and, and get on to some of these courses
1: yeah so people at, at the moment um people can find me at primal mum it's mum is in m-u-m on social media so that's on instagram and on facebook um and they can contact me if they like through the natural approach health coach and like i said that won't all that sort of things won't possibly be starting till um july as i'm still building a few programs Mm -hmm. that's yeah if they anyone would love to reach out then then Please do. Like I said, it's about surrounding yourself and, and contacting people and being around people you respect and admire. If there's someone out there that has something to add value to my life that could teach me something, I'd love to hear from you <laughs> as well. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so please please reach out and, and I'd love to, to chat to anyone. And If anyone wants available, then absolutely reach out.
0: That is wonderful. Thank you so much, Leanne. Now I know that it's been a little bit um, um, the connections not been that great today. So listeners, if you, if it did jump around a little bit, you're not going crazy. Uh, we've just tried to make it as listenable as possible. Um, so thanks for bearing with us today, and thank you, Leanne, for sharing your passion and your wisdom and and you know how giving your amazing advice on how um, the rest of us can learn to. Uh, tune into our intuition and make, uh, make changes and choices, make the right choices as well. So thanks for your time today, Leanne.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Helen. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to connect with all your listeners.
0: My pleasure. And I look forward to hanging out with you in real life, hopefully at the Mark event Yay. over East in <gasps> October. Yes, in Sydney. How exciting i know i
1: will there. be there with bells on <laughs> me too well i'll look forward to hanging out
0: with you then but meanwhile au revoir thank you bye bye this has been a production of the check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives